your number one source for election coverage and analysis. This is Gerard at Large. It is 25 minutes after the hour here on the Gerard at Large radio show, and we're pleased to be in studio with Christopher Stewart. He is a candidate for alderman in Manchester Ward 1, a former two-term school board member from Manchester Ward 3. He moved out of that neighborhood when he suddenly had twins and needed a house with bedrooms <laughs> and a lawn and a lawn for them to uh, roll around and play in. And so he uh, he left the school board, moved toward one. And now he's uh, looking to make a comeback of sorts. And uh, people, well, people think he's up against a Goliath in his ward. And that makes him happy to be David. And uh, of course, he's up against incumbent Kevin Kavanaugh. This is his first interview on the Gerard at Large radio show. And we're pleased that he uh, reached out and accepted our invitation to be a guest. So, Chris, welcome uh, welcome to the show. Rich, thank you so much. It's great to be here. I really appreciate the opportunity to talk to your listeners. Oh, glad to have you. All right. So, Chris, why don't you share a little bit about yourself personally and professionally with our audience who likely doesn't know much about you, if anything at all, so they can get a feel for who you are and where you're coming from. Great. So, um, again, my name is Chris Stewart, and I'm running for alderman in Ward 1. Uh, I'm originally, I was born in southern Vermont. Please don't hold that against me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, uh, I moved to Manchester in uh, 2004 um, and met my then-girlfriend, uh, Sarah Crawford, and uh, we got a, a little condo down on West Merrimack Street in Manchester and uh, worked here, uh, moved around sort of downtown in a couple different apartment buildings. Uh, we got married back in 2010 and, and quickly had our, our first son, Edward Stewart, who is now almost, uh, I guess, five years old. Uh, and uh, we were living downtown, and I was on the school board uh, at 1200 Elm Street. And then we had the girls, my twin girls, Macy and Katie, who have just turned three. And as you mentioned earlier, once we had those, we, we needed a house, and, and we knew we wanted to stay in Manchester. There was never any question about that. And we moved up to Ward 1, and, and we've lived there ever since. Uh, I live over by Webster School. Uh, my day job is I, I have a, a little consulting firm in Concord. My wife and I do. It's called Be Fresh Consulting, and, and we represent a variety of clients uh, both here in New Hampshire and also uh, nationally. Uh, and I'm very pleased and proud to be running for Alderman in Ward 1 and, and very excited about the future of the city. And hopefully I get elected and get to go to the Aldermatic Board and help make some positive changes for the city. All right. So uh, let's talk about the race for Alderman, and let's let's first start with sort of who you are politically, uh, you know, whether or not you uh, are inherent to a party, what your general philosophy on government is, uh, before we get into sort of the specifics of the race. Sure. So I am a registered Republican. Um, I am known by most people, I think, that know me as a, as a moderate Republican. Uh, I like to consider myself a very strong fiscal conservative uh, focused on budgets and making sure that the numbers work. Uh, but on the social issues, uh, tend to be very moderate on, on that. Gotcha. So, what which what are the issues that you see playing out in this campaign um, on the city level? So, my race, I'm really focused on two uh, sort of big issues, and then there's obviously a, a lot of other ones. We can certainly get into that, but the, the two big issues that I'm focused on are um, number one, making helping transform the Manchester School District into the best school district in New Hampshire. I I believe that Manchester deserves and can have the best public school system in New Hampshire. And if we do that, our community, which is already thriving in so many different ways, all the exciting stuff that's going on down at the mill yard and with restaurants and with businesses in the private sector, uh, we will help even sort of accelerate that good stuff that's happening. 
and we will have a wonderful, if we can create a wonderful school district, we will have a city where young, upwardly mobile families are desperate to move here, which will be good for everyone. So I'm focused on, like a laser beam, on trying to help uh, transform the, the public school system here in Manchester into the best one in the state. All right, let me stop you there before you go on to number two, mm-hmm. because it seems logical for me at this point to say if that is a primary goal of yours, why are you not seeking election to the school board, which you served on for two terms from a different ward. Very. Uh, I and, love, and what do you plan to do as an alderman? Yep. Because really, as you know, all the aldermen do are control the purse strings. Well, that. Uh, so I greatly enjoyed my two terms. I should say I, I served almost two full terms on the school board. I was there for three and a half years. I had to resign a little bit early when we moved. Um, but my time uh, representing the uh, citizens of Ward 3 on the school board were, was absolutely fantastic. I, I greatly loved it. Uh, getting into the nitty-gritty of education policy in the city and in the state, as you know, Rich, is a very rewarding thing, sometimes very frustrating, but a very, <laughs> very, very, very rewarding thing. Um, why alderman and not school board? Uh, I thought that my my talents would be better used on the aldermatic board um, because, as you said, the school board does not control the purse strings, and it was extremely frustrating to me when I was on the school board uh, that we could do all this – Great work for the school district, but then it would sort of die on the on the city side. It was it, we were unable to move things forward. So that's number one. But but going to the second issue that I'm running on, which is really shaking up the way that Manchester City government does business. Um, that's the second big issue that I'm running on, and that's really an issue that you that in my opinion you need to be on the city side. You need to be on the automatic side to to do. All right. So. For those who might read that as Chris Stewart thinks we need to spend more money on schools, uh, why don't you address that question? You've served two terms on the board. I am coming to the end of my first term, and I've had the joy of chairing the subcommittee on finance. Does the school district have enough money and simply need to uh, better allocate the resources, or does it need more money, and if so, why? I think that it is unclear at this point in time if the school district needs more money. I think that we can certainly do a bit. The first step is doing a much better job of more properly allocating the resources that we already have in the school district. Um, When we get to the end of that process, I think that we can all step back and take a collective look at, well, maybe, maybe we do need more money into the system, but we can't make that decision now. So until you start piling on the cash, you want to you want to see what changes are made. Well, let me ask you this. Uh, the school board or the school district has had a new superintendent for the past year. As a matter of fact, um, October 1st was his anniversary with the with the district. What have you seen from Dr. Vargas and the current school board that leads you to conclude they're at least moving in the right direction? And how much more do you want to see before you determine the whole dollars and cents issue. One of the one of the big issues that I'm running on, both with on the school side and on and on the city side, is a discussion about the Yager Decker uh, salary and benefit system that's currently right. in place in the city, right. and the need to go back and revisit and fix a system that was put in place almost 20 years ago and really hasn't any, had any review since that point in time. And I think that what we need to do, the first thing we need to do is we need to sit down, all of us, both boards, the automatic board and the school board, and all the city un- city side unions and the school and the school unions, and have a discussion about fixing the system that is now completely unsustainable and, as you know, completely wrecking city budgets. And until we come to a common understanding on how we're going to move forward on that issue, it's very difficult to have a discussion about anything else. As to Dr. Vargas, I have not had the uh, pleasure of sitting down with Dr. Dr. Vargas yet. 
so I've obviously been watching this from afar. Uh, he strikes me as a very competent leader of the school district so far in, in the interactions that I've seen him on, on TV and what I've read in, in, the, um, in the newspaper. And uh, so I'm, I'm hopeful. I was not on the school board when uh, Dr. Vargas was, was picked, so I was not part of that process, but right. I, I'm hopeful. All right. So you said there were two, uh, two key issues. I think, we've, uh, I think we've pretty well fleshed out the school issue and yep. how you see it as a candidate for alderman. What's your, your second issue? The second one is, is shaking up the way that, that city government uh, does bu- business, bringing fresh voices and fresh ideas to the board. I think if you look around the city right now, there's a lot of new faces that are running. I think that's an extremely positive thing. Um, as I said earlier, in so many ways, the city of Manchester is absolutely booming. You've got what's going on down in the mill yard. You've got the restaurants. You've got the small businesses coming in. You've got the housing market that's starting to come back. The, the private sector is really doing well in the city, and Manchester's really coming into its own. And it's a wonderful thing to see. But I think that there is a a, a common belief that I that I agree with that city government hasn't kept up with that. That you have an automatic board that's out of touch. Um, not really understanding the changes that are coming and really lacking a vision for how to move this city, how to take advantage of all the wonderful things that are going on in the city. And I want to go and be part of a new crop of leaders that go onto that board and help shake things up and and move our city in a positive direction. One of the uh, perennial issues, it seems, these days um, along that line, and I do think they're, they're part and parcel, is the tax cap. And the penchant of this current board, which is twice now voted to override the tax cap, and I think it's been overridden at least three and I think maybe four times in the last seven years since it's been in place, uh, is the the penchant for them to override it when things get tough so they can maintain and perpetuate a status quo, which most people uh, find unsatisfactory. So uh, yes or no. Will you or won't you vote to override the tax cap? And if so, under what circumstances? So I've been very clear since I started running um, for alderman that I would not vote to override the tax cap under the current salary system we have in place. I just, I just won't do it. We, going, we, we need to all sit down and we need to fix the Yager-Decker system. We can have a conversation about anything else that you want to in the city, but until we figure out the salaries and benefits and how we can make it a more affordable um, salary system for the city in which we live, I will not support overriding the tax cap. As you know, salary and benefits is, what, 85%, almost 90% of the overall budget. So that's the cost drivers and everything right. that's in there. Now, Mayor Wazorek, you may recall, came to the Board of Mayor and Aldermen, I believe it was back in August, and made a rather rare and extraordinary appearance where he chastised the board for blaming Yager Decker and said, first of all, I only worked with it for a few months. What happened to it after I left? Um is not what it was intended to be. And he, he went through his explanations, but he, he he really did smack down the board for all of the big pay raises that it had been granting to the city unions, not the least of which was the whopper they just gave the, the police department that will over a three-year period of time single-handedly cause spending to go up in that department by 25%. Of course, we have the teacher's contract, which I don't remember did you vote on that? Uh, were you on the board when that happened, or was that Amy Bradley? So I was I was on the board when the— oh, Not Amy Bradley. I, um, anyway, you were I, on the board. I was actually um, very privileged to serve on the negotiations committee way back. I think in—my memory is going to fail me here, but I think it was 2012 or 2013, back when Dave Gelinas was the vice chair of the board. He put me on a uh, negotiation kid, uh, committee with Dr. Avard and Sarah Ambrosi, and the three of us um, with Matt Upton, who's your attorney— and then Dr. Brennan, we spent about the better part of four months locked in a room over at the uh, district office talking with Ben Dick and with the MEA and all the, the various uh, teachers unions. 
And I found that to be a very enlightening experience. I, I don't believe that, that what we, were, we, we worked on ever advanced out of the school board, but I can't remember on that. Right. So, because uh, this contract was adopted in 2015, September 2000. Well, I, the school board, I think, voted on it, I believe, in August of 2015. I would have been, been gone. I, I left right after we got the budget set at the end of June, and I resigned at the end right. of June. So we've had a number of contracts that have come through. And, and I think Mayor Wazorek is right. So yes, you can look at Yager Decker, and I, and I agree with you. It needs, the system is once again grossly out of whack. And Mayor Wazork recounted why the system was brought in in the first place. Um, but what are you going to do as an alderman when these big pay raises come? The firemen want one. Uh, everybody looks now they want the same deal the cops got. So how do you how do you negotiate after setting precedents like the one that the police are? Do you support those contracts? Did you support those pay raises? Uh, what, what's your position going to be on these negotiations? Well, as I said earlier, I don't support overriding the tax cap until we fix the salary and benefit system in this in this city. So mm-hmm. if if a if a, a a budget comes to us or excuse me a, a contract comes to the board of aldermen and I'm asked to vote on it, it's going to bust the cap and there's no reforms in there. I'm not. I'm simply just not going to support that. We we have a situation where you know it's look. Let me back up and say there are wonderful, absolutely wonderful teachers in this district and there are absolutely wonderful police and fire and public works. I, I mean we have great city employees. There's no question about that and this isn't just – this isn't bashing them but this this salary and benefits scale that we've got um, has just become this hydra head of, of problems and we need to all step back and, and take a look at the, the true cost of this. I remember from our negotiations with the uh, with the school district – I mean, the Manchester uh, Public School District has the richest health care benefits in Anthem's entire book of business. Think about that for a second. And that's Richard. nationwide. That's, that's na- not that's, New Hampshire. That's, not, that's nationwide. That, that is nationwide. And that is, you know, Manchester is a is a working class town. This is not Beverly Hills. This is not West Palm Beach. I mean, these are, you know, the, the average the average family salary here is about fifty five thousand dollars. The average home costs about two hundred thirty thousand dollars. So we're talking about costs. I, I, when I was on the when I was on the school board, um, the line, the health care, health and benefits line on the school budget was close to forty five million dollars a year. I mean, we were burning. Yeah, that's all in. That was the FICA. That was that, the retirement. That was everything. That was everything. And it was that line was growing at seven percent a year. It's mm-hmm. completely unsustainable. And so we were stuck having conversations about. Redistricting, which I think is very important, or you know, changing bus routes to try and save forty thousand dollars over here or twenty five thousand dollars over here. You know, we wanted to put more teachers in the classroom. We wanted to have better computers. We wanted to have nicer playgrounds. All these things that this we wanted to get our kids out of portables, which we were unable to do. Um, all these things that the school district absolutely deserves to have, but we couldn't move because we were just getting crushed under these automatic, you know, this non discretionary spending that we were absolutely getting crushed on. All right, we're going to take a quick break for traffic, weather, and sports. When we come back, we'll continue with Christopher Stewart. He's a candidate for Alderman in Manchester Ward 1. There are a lot of other issues on the agenda. We'll get to them right after this.